Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm glad we have a Bible. Thank God for His Word. And if you tuned in to hear the opinion of me, I mean, you're going to be disappointed. I don't want to give you my opinion. That won't help you a bit. Everybody has an opinion. Well, I want to hear what God has to say. Thank God these are words that are eternal words and effective words, and they're sharp, they cut, they heal, they soothe, they help, and God's Word never fails, and I'm glad we have a Bible. I promise you this, if you'll spend more time in your Bible than you do on social media, and more time in your Bible than you do on television, and more time in your Bible than you do in gossip, oh my, park it right there, preacher, okay, I think I will. Uh, But if you'll spend more time in your Bible than in some of these other things, I promise you this, you'll be a lot happier, a lot holier, and a lot uh, uh, more heavenly minded for sure, and you'll find life is sweet every single day if you're walking in lockstep with our Lord. We are now entering into a new chapter, Acts chapter 14. We've been for about seven studies in Acts chapter 13, so we're continuing on this missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas, and they are leaving uh, Antioch and Pisidia where they have been expelled because Gentiles are getting saved. Many of the Jews are getting saved. Almost the whole city came to hear the Word of God. And the Jewish brethren got a little upset, and they stirred up a bunch of women. I won't say too much about that because we don't need to. It preaches itself. They stirred up a bunch of women, and they got mad at Paul and Barnabas, began to persecute them, kicked them out. The Bible said that Paul just shook off the dust of his feet, Barnabas the same, and they sailed on. The result of that wasn't stopping the gospel. It propelled the gospel. In fact, the Bible said the disciples were full of joy in the Holy Ghost. They weren't pouting. They were partying, man. They were having camp meeting. They were excited that they were uh, in the ministry, and God had saved sinners, and they were going to a new place now to see it happen all over again. What a stirring thing. Wouldn't it be a blessing if we could see some first-century Christianity lived out in our generation? You know we could. The same power of God is there. We have the Word of God, the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Great Commission is still binding. Uh, Heaven's throne is occupied. The devil's still defeated foe. We just need some believers that will get filled with faith in the Holy Ghost and go out and preach the gospel without fear or favor and just say, here's what God has to say. And I promise you this, God will still send results. But here's the issue. We are so fearful of negative response and so fearful of being uncomfortable and so fearful of opposition and so worried about persecution that honestly, friend, we don't do what Christians have historically done. We don't see that in this day and hour. We don't see Christians storming the battlements of hell and preaching the gospel in the public square. No, they, we preach our sermons in our churches on Sunday and Wednesday when we're comfortable. But I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching to me. We don't get out there on the street corner and let people know that Jesus saves. We're not going to City Hall or the White House or uh, these places of uh, uh, false religion and trying to convert these people. No, we, we don't do that. It's a social club. Largely, Christianity 
has just succumbed to, you know what, let's just live peaceably with all men. Yeah, as much as life then, you ought to do that. But listen, victory doesn't come without an enemy. Victory is the overcoming of an enemy. And I think we want tranquility. We want peace instead of victory. We're going to find out in chapter 14, trouble follows Paul and Barnabas. But it's good trouble. It's trouble they got into for preaching the truth. I want you to see what it says. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews. So Paul, in the previous passage, has said he's going to the Gentiles. And in his first stop in Iconium is a synagogue where the Jews are. And you'd think, well, Paul, you should have learned your lesson. The Jews didn't want it in Antioch of Pisidia. They're not going to want it in Iconium. And they didn't. Oh, my, no, they didn't. The Bible said... He entered in that synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles. So Paul preaches, and there are some that get saved. Jews and Gentiles alike get born again. They get saved. But some of these unrepentant, unbelieving Jews, these heathenistic Jews, if you will, stir up these Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Let me say this. That is what the M.O. of these kind of people are. They will go to simple-minded, uh, and I mean this in, in not, in a, not in a derogatory way, but just innocent, undiscerning people, and they will plant wicked thoughts in their mind toward good and godly leadership or people and get them to join their club. I've seen it happen in, in churches all the time. I've seen it happen uh, everywhere. Where somebody gets sideways, they're backslidden, they're bitter, they're not right with God, but they cannot have enough character to just be quiet and walk out and don't come back. If you don't agree, then leave. Fine. We, we're not going to miss you. What they do is they stay and they eat like a canker, uh, like a cancer. They begin to grow. And what they do is they go throughout the congregation and find simple people, fringe people, uh, baby Christians, and they begin to slander certain things to them. Why? They're trying to get a crowd to make them feel better about themselves. So these Jewish people go to these Gentiles, and the evil affect their mind against the brethren. Verse 3, long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord. I like that. Paul stays for a long time. Barnabas stays for a long time. They didn't just leave because it got difficult. They planted themselves, all right, for a long time, which gave testimony under the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Now, remember in the book of Acts, a transitional book, that God allowed these and used these signs and wonders through the hands of these apostles to authenticate their message, to uh, to to uh, let these Jews see that God is in this thing. And so they were using that before the completion of the New Testament, which is this period we're talking about. Signs and wonders are done. Verse 4, But the multitude of the city was divided, and part held with the Jews, and part with the apostles. So the city split right down the middle. Some of them believe the naysayers, the evil workers of iniquity, if you will, and then some follow with the apostles. Split right down the middle, a difference of opinion. Isn't it amazing how people can attend the same place and see the same thing and hear the same message and come up with two totally different opinions? That's just how it is. You ought to thank God that the Holy Spirit of God uh, in, enlightened you, allowed you to uh, come under conviction, drew you, if you will, under the Savior. You ought to thank God that you're saved. Because you and I, if not for grace, you and I'd be just like that rabid crowd of atheistic, humanistic uh, people out there that believe we came from monkeys, that abortion is a woman's right, 
that transgender people aren't insane. I mean, we could easily be that if it weren't for salvation. All right, verse number five. And when there was an assault made, what a strong word, an assault made both of the Gentiles and also the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. So now the crowd gets so rabid and so anti-gospel and anti-preacher, Paul and Barnabas specifically, that they literally conspire to kill them. If you want to see the insanity of iniquity and the depths of depravity and, and, and the way sin stings the conscience, here it is that these people who simply could, ha- could just simply have a disagreement, well, we don't agree with what Paul's saying. All right, let's just agree to disagree. That's what a Christian does, right? We, well, I don't, I don't think you're right, uh, but I'm not going to kill you for your position. I'm just going to pray for you because I want you to get saved. But this crowd, so wrapped up in wickedness, cannot just say, you know what, we don't agree. And, uh, you know, those people might want to believe it, but we're not going to believe it. You do you, I'll do me. They can't do that. They just want to kill the preacher. That's like Herod. And uh, when his, when his, uh, uh, his, uh, his, his, his situation there with the birthday party and the dancing and all, and he cut off the head of John the Baptist. What were they trying to do? Silence the voice of God. I had a preacher tell me he's in heaven now. He said, uh, he said, a lost person is miserable all the time because they live constantly uh, under that conviction. Is that everything around them testifies of the realness of God and the goodness of God, the reality of God, and yet they fight. Jesus said, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks to Saul. And that's what we're seeing in this chapter. Are these lost people are under conviction, and instead of getting right, they get riled up, and they want to cause bodily harm, literally kill Paul and Barnabas. So Paul and Barnabas are going to leave this town of Iconium, and they're going to go to Derby and Lystra, and we'll talk about that next broadcast. But something will happen to Paul there in that city of Lystra, 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 and, uh, and it's very interesting. We'll get into that. Make sure you don't miss our next Bible study here in Acts 14. That's all of our time for today, and I'll be praying for you. Let us know if you're listening. Send an email to the radio station if you want to, and uh, if you have a prayer request, you can send that in as well. But until next time, pray with me for Revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.